Stay tuned for the golden days of radio in just one moment. If a cut is pretty sore, it doesn't help if you ignore it. You're smarter to do something for it. Make up your mind. A little cut could be infected. So better see it's not neglected. Unless you want to be dissected, make up your mind. What's in a name? Hello, this is Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. of the FBI television series with a word about your name and rank. If your name's Glenn, and whether you spell it with one N or two, it means of the Glen or Valley and is a Gaelic residence name. If you are a corporal, your rank comes from the Latin corpo, meaning body, and designates you as a soldier in charge of a small body of troops. What's in a name? Plenty. Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring Frank Sinatra, Fanny Bryce's Baby Snooks, one of the famous Snow Village sketches, and comedian W.C. Fields. From the hit parade program in 1950, here's the king. He's Bob Harlan's favorite and mine too, Frank Sinatra. Number one, the top tune of the week. The song the survey finds in first place. Here, successfully keeping first place all buttoned up and tied in knots is the big winner. Tune number one, buttons and bows. East is east and west is west and the wrong one I have chose. Let's go where you keep on wearing those frills and flowers and buttons and bows, rings and things and buttons and bows. Don't bury me in this prairie, take me where the cement grows. Let's get down to some big town where they love a gal by the cut of her clothes And you'll stand out in the buttons and bows I love you in buckskin or skirts that you've homespun But I love you longer, stronger, where your friends don't tote a gun my bones denounce the buckaboard bounce and the cactus hurts my toes let's bamboose where gals keep using those silks and satins and linen that shows and you're all mine in buttons and bows you've homespun but I love you longer stronger where your friends don't to carry a gun my bones denounce that buck bounce and the cactus 
hurts my toes. Say, let's vamoose where gals keep using those silks and satins and linen that shows. And you're all mine in buttons and bows. Give me eastern trimming where women are women in high silk hose and those peekaboo clothes. French perfume that rocks the room. And you're all mine in buttons and bows. And now, here possibly is the most famous comedian of all time, W.C. Fields. I'll chase my boy and I, and cut a path through this world of human flesh. And yet, with all his faults, he could still play a tender farewell scene with a little child. And if we should ever separate, my little plum. I want to give you one little bit of fatherly advice. Yes, Pop. Never give a sucker an even break. W.C. Fields never said anything the simple way. Instead of saying, "Will you join me for breakfast?" he says, uh, "How'd you like to hide the egg and gurgitate a few sauces of mocha java?" Instead of saying I'm going to take a bath, he says, "I doubt, with your permission, I shall dump my pink and white body in yonder Roman tub. I feel a bit gritty after the affairs of the day." Instead of saying you have a beautiful voice, he says, "Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful! You make Jenny Lind sound like a mangy alley cat with asthma." He was a braggart and a teller of tall tales. He made prevarication an art. He lied about golf, for instance. I haven't played since playing in the Thousand Islands many years ago. I used to be in the dressing business up there. In the early days in the Thousand Islands, we used to tee off on one island, drive to the other. How far is it from one island to the other? Oh, about a mile. Really? You could drive a mile? We used to putt a quarter of a mile. Of course, we had to have the wind behind us. He lied about ping pong. Do <laughs> I play ping? Oh, do I play ping? I didn't get you the first time. I was one-time champion of the Tri-State League and the Lesser Antilles. Didn't know one card from the other when I started, but I stayed up at night marking with a pin. He told tall tales about his prowess at croquet. Professor, I do you croquet? Ah,、uh, no, I do not. I used to do a little tatting in the trains. Oh no, 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 Professor, croquet, croquet, you know. Oh yes, yes, yes. I helped write the game. No. Oh, toured the world. Giving lessons and also lecturing. Don't say. Yeah, but of course I haven't had a bat in my hand for more than a year. <laughs> What lazy lout left these wires all over the lawn? He added new dimensions to the art of bragging. The old Senate days. I used to direct Fanny Arbuckle, Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton, and the rest of them. Can't get the celluloid out of my blood.、Uh, I was born in Philadelphia, but raised in Waxahachie, Texas. I、uh, shot a man's nose off down there many years ago. Shot a man's nose off? Ah,、uh, a man had a rather prominent proboscis, after the fashion of、uh, all eminent men. Stood on the corner, pulled out a shooting iron, says, "I'm going to shoot that man's nose off." Shot it off as clean as you could cut it with a buzz saw. Oh. 
You, you know my gardener? Uh, I knew his father. He used to work for me at my silver, gold, and platinum mine up at Cohen's Gulch. Here is a classic description of his encounter with Indians to a skeptical audience. My last encounter with the Redskins was over 35 years ago. I was a mere stripling. Is that so? Uh, I whipped out my revolver. Revolvers weren't invented 35 years ago. To, uh, uh, I know that, but the Indians didn't know it. Doesn't matter, I threw it away. I just swung the rapids. Had my canoe under one arm and a Rocky Mountain goat under the other. How could you swim without the use of your arms? Uh, uh, in those days, I had, uh, I had very strong legs. Uh, excuse me. Very strong limbs. You must have been full of fire in your youth. I had to carry fire insurance until I was over 40. As I arrived in the riverbank, I was encountered by the entire tribe of the Shug Indians. The most ferocious. Have you ever been in the Shug country? No, I haven't. Oh, that's fine. I unsheathed my boy knife and cut a path through this wall of human flesh. Dragging my canoe behind me! But uh, what happened to the goat? He was very good with mustard. And here's the famous sign-off of William Claude Fields. Until we meet again, this is W.C. Fields saying good night. And I do mean night. In the early 40s, Parker Fenley and Arthur Allen appeared in a Saturday morning program entitled Snow Village Sketches. Here's a brief excerpt of one of their shows. Get up, get up. Colonel? Yes, Hiram? We went into this deal with Ebenezer Hawkins just as innocent as two cows sticking their noses into a drinking trough. And we were swindled. Yes, so. Well, there's his house now. You'd never know to look at it. That was the home of a criminal. Never mind looking at Ed's house. We're headed for Conway to see a lawyer. Get up there. Go ho, on. ho, hurry up. Now, listen, Daniel. Eb took us for $12 on that lumber deal, didn't he? Better than $12. All right. Now, if we go to a lawyer, it's going to cost us more than that. And, Daniel, there ain't nothing that lawyer can say to Eb that you and me can't. What'll we say that we ain't said already? Daniel, we'll tell him we're disappointed that our faith in human nature has been shook. Why, he'll laugh at you. He won't if I cry. Oh, hi. Friends for 50 years, barefoot boys together. I was best man at your wedding, Eb. And when I lost my pair of steers from a stroke of lightning, you come up and comforted me, Eb. Friends for 50 years. Now, don't let nothing come along to spoil it. Well, Hiram Neville, you are crying. Yeah, wouldn't you pay up? At least we can try it before we spend $5 on a lawyer. Hold on. Is that the doctor's buggy hits yonder? Yeah, seems like. Wonder if Eb's wife is safe. I wonder. Maybe I'd better go in, see what's what, before we go busting in there. If it ain't contagious, we're going in. Look, there's a hired girl on the kitchen stoop. I'd better ask her. Let me get out of here. Watch yourself. I'm all right. I'll wait here. Well, I'll Hurry up. I'll come right back, Hiram. <clears throat> yeah, I'll say, Ebenezer Hawkins, $12 is a mighty small profit to show for losing your reputation that you've took 50 years to build up. Eb, I'll say, ain't my friendship worth $6.28 to you? The good book says, and lo, he was weighed in the balance and found wanting. Pay up, Eb, pay up. Say, hire up, hire up. Daniel, I got just the way to start in on Let him. Let me get in there. We'll begin, we'll begin with scripture and end by throwing him out the window if he don't pay up. No, wait a minute, Hiram, wait a minute. We can't go in. Hiram, Eb's awful sick. 
sake, what's the matter with him? Well, I couldn't quite figure out. The hired girl was in a state, hysterical. Hiram, he must have had a stroke. A stroke? My Godfrey. Poor old Eb. Don't seem possible. Oh, Hiram, he was an honest man. Yes, yes, Daniel, he'd have paid. But we crowded him too fast, that's yeah. all. Why, that man's word was as good as his bond. Yes, it was. Daniel, I wonder how well the widow will be fixed. Well, not too well, I calculate. Of course, there'll be one saving. What's that? Eb just had his hair cut. Say, Hiram. Hiram, look. Look, who's that coming in the driveway there? Looks like the undertaker, Daniel. Oh, poor old Eb, sir. Now, now, oh, Daniel, oh. hold up, hold up. We're his oldest friends. We've got to bear up. Hiram, we'll have to send flowers. All right, all right, you tend to it. Get the best there is, up to $2. Oh, say, now. A piece. Oh, well, all right. And now, the sentiment on the card, Daniel. How about writing, uh, Eb, you never swindled us? That won't do. We'll just say, um, goodbye, Eb. That's good, Daniel. Just goodbye, Eb. Say, Hiram, look. Here comes the doctor out of the house. Uh, we better ask him if there's anything we can do now. Dr. George! Yes, yes. Oh, hello, Daniel. Hi. Hiram. Doctor, is there anything we can do to, to help with the arrangements for the funeral? Whose funeral? Ain't Eb dead? Dead? He's sitting up in bed yelling for his dinner. Dinner? I thought he had a stroke. Stroke? Yeah. Well, all he had was a case of colic. I know, but the undertaker... The undertaker is trying to collect for some kitchen chairs, he told Eb. Well, bye, boys. Colic. Yeah. Colic. We'll colic him. Get up, get up. Well, where are we going? To the lawyers. That man's a swindler and always has been. And we was going to send flowers. Flowers? Make mine poison ivy. Get up, get up, get up. <laughs> Famous Broadway star Fanny Bryce went on the air in the 30s with a character which was destined to bring her more fame and fortune than she had ever dreamed. As a matter of fact, her life story was made into a motion picture with Barbara Streisand playing the lead. Of course, the picture was Funny Girl. But for now, let's go back to 1941 and hear that original Funny Girl. With Hanley Stafford as Daddy, here's Fanny Bryce as Baby Snooks. Hello, John. Oh, hello, Daddy. You've been enjoying yourself at the beach? I've been to the beach, but no enjoyment. Oh, Snooks, of course. Huh? <laughs> and Robespierre. My wife insisted I drag them both along just to make sure I'd have a good time. Yes. So yesterday, at about noon, we got to the beach and the two kids were... Daddy! Snooks, let me lie on the sand and rest for five minutes. Oh, but I've got to tell you something. Well, go on and tell me. You know Robespierre's next? Yes. Well, he's buried in the sand up to it. That's fine. Shall I cover his feet, too? Aren't his feet covered? No, I stuck him in head face. <laughs> Snooks, where is he? Right there, Daddy. Good heavens, Rufier. Help me dig away the sand, Snooks, quick. Oh, you spoiled my castle. I'll spoil your hide, you little cannibal. Rufier. Oh, my little boy. Oh, baby. Now, let me get the sand out of your mouth. Dig it out with my shovel, Daddy. Put that down. How long has he been under there? How long have we been here? <laughs> He's all right, Daddy. I know, but the child might have suffocated. Why? 
Because he couldn't breathe with his head in the sand. How did you expect him to get air? I made a hole in his trunk. <laughs> That's wonderful. Nobody can breathe through their trunks. Elephants can. <laughs> Very funny. Very funny. <laughs> oh, Tommy. Tommy, both of you. Now turn around, Rosie. I don't see any hole in his trunk, Snooks. He ain't wearing any trunks. Here they are. Did you take the baby's trunks off? Uh-huh. Red ink. That's the last straw. Whatever possessed you to strip the child and stick him in the sand head first? Well, Mommy said not to get his face sunburned. <laughs> so you took off his trunks. He didn't say nothing about his, his legs. legs. <laughs> I now, never mind. <laughs> Give me his baby suit. Here, Daddy. Ah, the suit's ruined. I'll have to buy him another one. Let me buy it, Daddy. I haven't got any money with me. Mm. Well, that fellow at the beach stand knows me. Just say you want a little boy swimming suit, salmon colored with a zipper on the side. All right. And have it charged to me. Just tell him who I am and it'll be all right. Can you remember that? Uh-huh. What are you going to say? I want a little salmon for a colored boy with a zip on it. <laughs> what? Just tell me who I am and I'll be all right. <laughs> no, no. A little boy swimming suit with a zipper on the side, salmon colored. Repeat that one. I want a little boy salmon with a kip for swimming inside. Zipper! Oh, never mind. Let him wear a towel. No, let's bury him, Daddy. Now leave him alone. There. Well, he looks all right now. Snooks, can I trust you to play quietly while I rest? I want to go swimming. Not now. <laughs> I want to go swimming. No. You just had a tremendous lunch, and it's not good for you to swim on a full stomach. Can I swim on my back? Can't swim at all. Why? Because I won't let you go in the water without me. The waves are very high, and I don't want you to get washed away. Hi. So you're beginning to wonder, too, huh? <laughs> I'll just play with the shovel rope, dear. Sit with him, Soaks. Shall I make sand pies? Yes, yes. What kind? Any kind. Round one? Yes, round one. I don't like round ones. <laughs> well, then, make square ones. Just let me lie here for a few minutes in peace. Oh. 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 Daddy. What is it? Can I play house with rope, Pierre? Yes, but don't start any trouble. I'm sick of playing nursemaid for a couple of hours. <laughs> what happened? Nothing, Daddy. We're just playing husband and wife. Then why did he holler? Well, I gave him a shampoo. He said, this food ain't for tea. I said, it's all you'll get. And he said nuts, and I hit him with a shovel. <laughs> what kind of a game is that? It will mommy play it all. Forget about it. <laughs> and it's not a game. Oh, serves me right for marrying a female wrestler. Huh? Nothing. Please occupy yourself for ten minutes while I get a sunbath. Take us out for a walk, Dad. No walking. I'm so exhausted I can't lift my feet. I want to see what that crowd is. Crowd where? Right down there. 
All them girls is walking around in this circle. Girls? Yeah. Say, that's a bathing beauty contest. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Uh, Snooks. How's your feet, Daddy? <laughs> well, I, uh, I think maybe a little walk would take the stiffness out of them. Yeah? Yes. It's, uh, sunnier down there anyway. Hmm. What are you combing your hair for, Daddy? Oh, was I combing my hair? How silly. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think you're fooling, Daddy? Oh, what do you mean? You know. I don't know what you're talking about. Those girls don't interest me, and you know it. Well, then let me look through the upper glasses, too. <laughs> I'm looking at a boat. The ocean's the other way, Daddy. Well, these binoculars have side vision, and you mind your own business. Do you want to take a walk, or do you want to stay here? No, I want to go swimming. Well, all right. They're a bunch of dogs anyway. Ah. Take the baby's hand, and I'll watch you from the beach. Ain't you going in, Daddy? No. I won't enjoy myself in that shallow water. Besides, I'll be able to watch you better from the beach. You'll be able to watch the girls better, too. Yeah. Stop that! I bet you can't even swim, Daddy. Who can't? You? Why, when I was your age, I could swim a mile and a half against the current. And I can dive like a swan, too. Who taught you how? My father did. Yeah. He was a champion aquatic star for years. My father could swim like a fish. Mommy said he could drink like... Stop poking your mouth. <laughs> I'm sick of it, you understand? Well, come in the water with us. Oh, all right. I'll show you some swimming that'll make your hair stand on end. Now, come on. Your water winds is slipping down, Daddy. Oh, darn things never stay up. Come on. Now, don't swim too fast. It might be cold. Whee! Whee! Now, don't, don't get out of your depth, Snooks. <laughs> Take it easy. It's getting deeper. It's only up to my chin, Daddy. Yes, but... Where's Robespierre? I, I can't see him. He's all right. I got him by the hand. Oh! Jokes, get up. Hurry, pull him with you. Oh, here he is. I saved him, Daddy. You just wait till I get you home. I didn't do nothing. Not much. First you buried him in the sand, and now you try to drown him. The devil must have been in you to make you do those things. Well, maybe the devil made me try to drown him. Oh. By burying him... In the sand was my own idea. You little. <laughs> Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. I hope you've enjoyed the past half hour. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you back next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.